that's scary, girl. It's so official. It sounds so good. I know. Ooh, girl. There that's scary. There it is. That's well, what I wanted to hear. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the fifth episode of Dead Time Stories. Uh, I'm Sarah. I'm Stephanie. And, and this, this is, is Dead, Dead Time, Time Stories. Stories. I like that we hit the Z really hard. It's nice. Well, we, that's the brand. Right. Don't forget it. <laughs> Keeping it on brand. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all over social media. Blah, 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 blah. Email plug. us. Shameless plug. Stories. Z- gmail.com please um welcome to the fifth episode of dead time stories this is exciting we are in a new environment this is a big deal this is a big deal <laughs> hold on we need to i feel like i need to readjust and then that we really need to amp this up because even though we technically haven't released yet, and yeah, we haven't like released it yet and but we, we haven't even listened to any full episodes yet but you may notice a distinctly different sound Hopefully, a much better sound <laughs> than our previous episodes. Uh, that is because we've moved recording from our own home uh, to a couple blocks down the street yeah, to yeah, yeah. the uh, a friend's house, the home studio of our good friend uh, Eric Gershnow, who is uh, doing our music, our awesome theme song, which Ooh. which you guys will have heard in every episode. But this is our first time hearing it, like a, catchy, as an right? Intro into the show. It's really exciting. Hopefully, it haunts you in your dreams. <laughs> You listen to it right before bed, right? And you hopefully you uh, you cannot get us out of haunting your dreams. Like we're you know you're at night. Like this is terrifying. Oh, girl, that's scary. And And you see us in your dreams, exactly. But back to Eric. That's the goal. Um, Uh, Eric's our new. Yeah, he's our new. uh, We'll have all sorts of titles for him, but he is our our producer. He's recording us today. He's going to be doing our editing uh, and our music if Mm -hmm. this uh, if this goes well. I mean, he did do the he did the music. Music's done. Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. but I like to continue stressing that he volunteered for this position. Yeah, um, he did. <laughs> um, we asked him to do the music a while back, and we were really pleased with it. And then we were all together recently, and the podcast came up, and he was like, do you guys want somebody to edit it? And He just gave it up. He threw it up right, right like that. He was right like, out, guys. Like softballed it in there. So. <laughs> 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 um, and we're very excited um, to bring Eric on board to work on the show with us. So Yeah. So thank you, Eric. He's, thank you, uh, Eric. He's doing a little tiny clap to himself, and uh, that's well-deserved. I agree. Um, <laughs> also, now we have a third person who's here listening, and I just I can't see him. He's behind me. Oh, so I I'm also right. just like judging based off of your <laughs> face what's going on. Sure, sure. For the most part, he's looking at the computer, but every now and then we say something funny, and he turns around and makes a face, and that's pretty good. <laughs> so, um, so now we have people to bounce our material off of. It's nice, yeah. He's the unofficial third person of the podcast right? now. It's cool, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, Eric, and welcome everybody to episode five. You said that you, before we got into stuff, oh, you also said that you were kidding. I was going to say you wanted to talk about ghost dicks, but now I, oh, and now I remember good. that you said that was a joke. <laughs> Stephanie, Stephanie, ghost dicks are never a laughing matter. Oh, They're very serious. We take them very seriously. We it is do. a very real form of a haunting. Um, um, they can well, just pop up out of nowhere you have... when you haven't heard from them in months. They can just suddenly text you a girl, th- who, just three who little letters. Who you don't? W I D. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you Ooh, go. Eggplant emoji. Girl. <laughs> oh, girl. That's that's scary. scary. That right there. That's what's really scary is when that pops up and you're like, oh, dude. Like, I didn't I ask for just, a ghost dick today. I just forgot about you. Like, why are you doing this to me? Um, ghost dick. But you did tell me not today, but recently that you did want. To talk about <gasps> ghost sexual encounters. Yeah, I do. That is I a real do. thing that you told you me. You know to talk what? About. You know what I would really love is I would love, we're going to bring it up now. If people who have any of those encounters or have oh, yeah, any if, stories, if you have any personal anecdotes, email us about because I, sexual encounters with, yes. with ghosts. We would love to talk to you. Because I'm sure you've seen that thing floating around Facebook, or maybe it just, you know, the algorithm points it to me cause, <laughs> because <laughs> it's like you I search like. for ghosts and sex. And yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> Anyways, um, and it's that woman who married a ghost pirate who's been dead for a hundred years. I do remember hearing. Have about you this seen lady. that? It's been floating around everywhere. So yeah. And she Anyways. was like, "Why do you have that steering wheel on your belt?" And he was like, "R, it's driving me nuts." <laughs> <laughs> That's how they met um, in a bar. This episode is over. <laughs> 
So I was like, I think we're done here. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and she's closing up the book. She's walking away. <laughs> Those are footsteps. It's not trying to make footstep noises. <laughs> um, speaking of footsteps, again, recording at Eric's house. Um, so there's no pitter patter of kitty cat oh, paws or puppy no, dog that's feet. Right. They're not um, going to be famous anymore. So, <laughs> they'll still be famous because we're going to still talk about them all the time. But we won't be hearing the little pitter patter of claws. Outside the door, <laughs> <Or> the sad <laughs> so, meows of right. Oh, play a ginger. I know, and Xander will stop too. <laughs> That's mainly me. <laughs> oh, pay attention to me. <laughs> so, um, Sarah, what did you prepare to speak about today? Oh, am I going first? Oh, do you want to go? First? I'm going to go first. Okay, just give me a second. Okay, I just really need to readjust. Hold on. You keep saying that. I know, but I and I keep readjusting. Okay. Okay, so I've talked to you about it before because I did something here once. I'm going to talk today about the Gettysburg Dime Museum. Okay. And I don't know. Is it a museum of dimes? No. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this just a museum where they're like, these are dimes from no. this year and these are dimes from this no, year? No, it's actually really cool. And then also has nothing to do with the March of Dimes, which is a very different organization. No, it has nothing to do with that. So it's a dime museum. I feel like I have to keep enunciating it because those two M's are going to get you every time. Mm-hmm. Um, a dime museum is basically like, what? Point <laughs> interrupt and ask questions. And then you're like, I'm not even deep through. I was like, do you pay a dime to get Stop. in? Stop. Okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, get it, grumble. Well, it, okay. I'm trying. <laughs> All right, so. A dime museum is basically an early form of your modern day freak show circus. Ooh. Okay. okay see, cool. now she's listening. I was now she's stop. on board. I tried before, and then you were like, why are you making a face? I'm, I'm sorry. I love Go you. Ahead. You're a really good friend. Thank you. You too. All right. So basically, yeah, they were designed as an entertainment center that was mainly positioned for the lower class. So unlike <laughs> the higher class museums and art museums, sure. et cetera, these were, you know, tiny little things and they did cost a dime Thank to get you. into in the beginning. I know, but can you just, it's part sorry, of the sequence of my story. <laughs> threw me off my groove. All right, Stella, get it back. Okay, working on it. All right, so yeah, so they were designed to entertain the lower class. Um, you were dealing with what eventually became freak shows. You were dealing with artifacts, whether they be real or fake, you know, things, spectacles, Um, To entertain the lower class. And they were popular at the end of the 19th century. Mm -hmm. So we're starting, you know, late 1800s. And they were mainly popular in urban areas with a large immigrant population. These were where we began to see the rise again in the Circus Vaudevillian Acts. And dime museums are where people like Houdini, other known vaudeville acts, began to get their start. And so the exhibits were all real artifacts mixed with fake, all meant to sort of evoke a certain response, make people go, ooh, ah, oh, this is weird, ooh. Um, <laughs> almost like the, you know, the Fiji mermaid that you see yes. at Ripley's, believe it or not. That's something that, that you would find in a dime museum. Right. They definitely still have forms of them around. You'll see them at fairs. Right, right, right. Things yeah. like that. We have an 18-foot alligator. Right. You know, stuff like that. Come see the... You know, albino anaconda, the ti- the world's tiniest lady, world's tiniest turtle, <laughs> <laughs> world's smallest violin. Explain <laughs> you, explain you a little song. So yes, so those are what dime museums are. Okay. So back to the specific one in Gettysburg, which we're again in Philadelphia. Gettysburg is pretty close. I mm-hmm. want to say it's like, what, two, two and a half hours, give or take? Yeah, it's not far. Um, I have been there twice and I don't remember. But anyways, <laughs> this is a dime museum. You don't remember the address? What are you, where are you going with this? Eric is shaking his head. The, Get- the Gettysburg oh. address. It was, Eric got it. He he gave it back with a gift receipt. I saw him <laughs> <laughs> shake his head over there. But he got where I was going. <laughs> Sorry, you continue. <laughs> Is she an extra punny today? <laughs> Thank you. All right. So this place opened in May of 2006 by a man named Mark Kosh. It started as his personal collection. Mark Kosh, my gosh. Sorry. I'm going to slap <laughs> the shit out of you in a minute. <laughs> Sorry, please continue. Anyways, this dude had a fascination <laughs> with these weird, morbid, crazy curiosities, you know, things like that. And... Developed so a very like nice Ripley, collection. Believe it, not. believe it or not, but believe it because he has because a he museum. <laughs> I've been there. I've seen it. It used to cost a dime. 
Well, not not this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Inflation. It was just the same. I said used to, right? Yeah, not anymore. But, but like never this one. But never. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, he began collecting things in 1996. Anyways, from 2001 to 2006, he started traveling with his oddities in those sort of freak shows at fairs and things like that. And finally, in 2016, so pretty recently, recently. Um, him and his family settled on Gettysburg as a permanent home. So, wait, for... when did he start doing shit there? I'm sorry. That guy. Because you said his family is still. Is he around still? Kosh? Yeah. The owner? Yeah. When did he buy it? They they got it and started working it in 2016 okay. is when they moved oh, that's the collection when they in. Got it. Okay. Yeah, but before then, 2001 to 2006, they took it on the road, and then okay. I guess he just curated until the 2016. Um, him and his family. So I like, feel like we jumped really far from the 19th century to to them. Yes. Yeah, so I had to give you a history about what a dime museum is. Otherwise, you'd okay. be like, "What's so the big deal about a dime museum?" Right, yeah. Okay, okay, so okay. dime museums <laughs> is what this is based off sure. of, okay. which was your but freak show first form okay. of, of that. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. And there are a few that were still. Um, there was one that closed in 2016. That was another big one, but there aren't a lot of like functioning modern day dime museums because. Mm-hmm. Now we just have Ripley's Believe It or Not, which I think took out a whole and monopoly are on it. And by the word freak, but. Well, you don't say freak. It's called a dime museum. Right. right. I keep enunciating it. <laughs> a dime museum. Dime uh, museum. Yeah, a lot of M's. Yeah, I feel you. Dime museum. Dime museum. Anyway, so it opened in 2016. Um, It's in a cute little house in Gettysburg that itself is a piece of history because it was there and standing during the three-day battle in 1863. So it's a cute little historic house. It's full of authentic and not so authentic artifacts. <laughs> the museum leaves like it that. to the visitor to distinguish and make their own judgments. You you decide. Exactly. Sure. Um, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. So yeah, it's just a smorgasbord of stuff. And it's all weird, crazy, odd shit. I'd love to know the ratio. Of like of real, real to, to fake. fake. Yeah. That's a really good question. Is it like 50-50 so, or is it like Let's circle back. Let's right. circle back to that in a minute. Right. Um, there's a few things where you're like, yeah, I'm sure this is real. Like they've got some shrunken heads. Sure okay. Yeah, um, they've got like a three-legged chick, like a, you know, taxi. There's a lot of taxidermied animals. Of course, there are a lot of like taxidermied, like fish with teeth. Right. <laughs> and not like the ones that we know actually exist because not I know like, that there like are real, I know that there are like, real fish with like sure. teeth that look like human teeth. Like, please don't email us and be like, uh, Sarah, those, exist, those, are, those real, are real. So can you call, I mean like the noticeably fake ones. You. But they also have the mummified remains of a demon. Ooh. That's definitely real. I was going to say it. Is there a specific demon or just a demon? A demon. Okay. And I just caught one <laughs> and mummified Maybe it. it was the Jersey Devil. It was tiny. I'm, he's anywhere from three to 20 <laughs> feet tall, Sarah. Did you, did you learn nothing <laughs> from my last episode? I've slept since then. Um. They have a lock of Charles Manson's hair. Huh. They also have paintings and art made by John Wayne Gacy. Which is really creepy to yes. be around. <laughs> just like, um, and I'll get back thing, to that a in a minute. You have. Right? I mean, that's a thing that people like collect and pay for. It's scary. So, anyways, those are just a few. Look like that's their whole thing. <laughs> <sighs> What's wrong with them? You do collect serial killer paintings. Yeah, you know, for my collection. And beanie babies. <laughs> I was say, I've got a Hitler too. Cool. Because, you know, he was a painter. Sorry, you go ahead. <laughs> Some of my favorite exhibits, and you can take this as you will, is uh, The Last Bowel Movement of Abraham Lincoln. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no. Petrified feces said to be taken from the chamber th- pot of the theater his last the night then right, Abraham got Lincoln got shot. That was the poopy shout out. I don't think so. I think it's the poop he took before he was. Oh, you think he it's started the, poop he took the show? Before he left for the theater. The, right. the pre-show poop. He was like, "We're gonna watch this. I'm gonna have gonna, to sit we're here for a while." American cousin. And I, gotta, I think I, I just. I gotta go ahead and take a dump. <laughs> go take care of this. And then someone was like, "I should probably keep I this. I should save that. He died." <laughs> Where's, the, where's that pre-show poopy talk? They were like, show starts at five, Mr. President. He was like, thank you, bye. <laughs> no, 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 Stephanie. He was like, thank you, five. <laughs> this is this is what we've resorted to. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh. Uh, 
I'll make sure to save your last poop. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're a really good friend. Aww, thank you. Um, so, yeah, they have petrified feces from Abraham Lincoln. Real or fake, you decide. <laughs> but my favorite was that um, there's apparently, like, a handwritten letter of, like, notoriety with it. But then also <laughs> um, or... underneath in his own handwriting his own before poop. he died. <laughs> but my favorite part is that at the bottom they say that it's actually just the work of a fecal forger. Stop. <laughs> and I wish I could have come up with that on my own, but I cannot. That is what is on the exhibit. The fecal forger. The fecal forger you, strikes again. You decide. You decide. Fact or fecal forger. <laughs> on the next episode of Dead Time Stories. I wonder if that's like someone who like that's all. They do that a lot. Like they forged multiple. <gasps> Did you hear about the superintendent that got caught for pooping, pooping on the track? Like, yes, I did. Eric is nodding. He <laughs> heard about this. Eric, you heard about this? He did. He's, See, he's big deal. Yes, fucking. I mean, he just the was out there pooping. Weeks back, but yeah, every every day. So here's Sarah, my thought. Every here's day. my thought. Was he just like going for those super duper long runs where you just and he had have to, to poop, shit yourself, right. or was it like a spike? But can't also, imagine. like, if it you did it spiteful. once, why would you keep going every back day. and doing it again? I was like. No, if you know that that workout routine. Tendency. That is not a like, you know what? I'm just going to regularly take a dump on the track. Well, you know, he's out there running and he's like, oh, I hit mile seven. That's when I almost every, shit my pants. So he's day. like, maybe I should run every mile day. six. He's, he's like, like, no, I'm going for seven. He's like, I'm not going to poop the track today. <laughs> like you think every day. <laughs> he's like, I won't. I'm going to today. Again. Today I won't. It. And, right. Today's and my day. And he's like, oh, we've done a lot of poop jokes. <laughs> Thank you, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> fair enough uh, my other favorite exhibit was my favorite exhibit when I was there which we'll get to when I was there in a minute and it is called the suicide bride's dress and it's a dress you know with a stain on it as you will uh, a bridal gown and there's a story behind it of a woman who was left at the altar by her lover and, be a story behind it. and ran out into traffic oh, and God. killed herself <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? That's awful. I, just, I, I mean, while that is dramatic, I guess I anticipated like a much more like whoa kind of story. Just like she was, he left her at the altar, so she ran into traffic in her in her dress. <laughs> in her, like she just made a big fucking deal about she it. Did. What year was that? And killed herself. Well, the thing is, is that that one's all made up, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, don't laugh at her. She's I mean, not but real. like you're still laughing at a woman's death. She's. <laughs> Um, but that one's fake. It's made up by uh, the owner, Kosh, and he had a visitor who claimed to be a psychic who, after hearing the story, he was like, felt oh. really bad for the bride and was like, I feel her presence. And he was like, he's like, JK made that up. Lulz. Got him. What a jerk. No, that's what the whole museum is about. Dude, one thing that's really cool is one visitor was, so they also have people donate a lot of things to the museum. It's mm -hmm. not just stuff that he went out and bought. Like, a lot of people will donate artifacts, things like that. Um, and one visitor was so inspired that he donated a portrait that he made that was of Marie Antoinette <laughs> with her head cut off, like, holding her head. Oh, sweet. And he painted it with human blood. Oh, of course he did. And if you go on their Facebook page, you can see the artist. The artist <laughs> is credited. He's there. It's a very... Interesting painting. Like, it, it's very pretty. It looks good, but you're also like, that's What was blood. the other really scary painting we looked at that was painted with human blood? Yeah, that was last week, and that was The Anguished Man, the anguished and man, that shit yeah. was scary that as looks, this fuck. This is so scary. This does not look scary. This is, like, pretty, but also, like, like ooh, fine. macabre. Sure. Yeah. So that's the thing that's really cool. Another cool thing that's there, amongst other things, these are just a few things I grabbed. There's also a human head mummified stuffed with tea. And put in a box. Sure. Um, that was apparently shipped as a warning about trade. <laughs> I was going to say, that was before the Boston Tea Party. Trade, yeah. They like, fucking just... But they have that, and I feel like that's real. Tea. I mean, who knows? I think it's real. Sure, you not? can go to find out. So, speaking of going, I was there last year. It was last year that I did this. I filmed that ghost hunting pilot there. Oh, is that where you did that? Yeah. That's... Yep. So for everyone in our listener audience, all five of you, um, I hope there's more our than friends five. and family, our friends and family who have already heard me talk about this a million times in whatever it was, August, September, whatever. No, 
I don't know when you went. <laughs> I don't either. I don't even fucking remember. It's it's before I started my job that I'm at now. So anyways, a while back I went and auditioned and that's a whole nother story and filmed a ghost hunting pilot that went and filmed at the Dime Museum in Gettysburg. And it was quite an interesting night, to say the least, <laughs> because we were three young women filming this pilot that was based upon female investigators going into male, heavily haunted places and seeing how the spirits react. To, yeah, to women. To women wearing provocative clothing or whatever and they were hunting wearing. Hunting Yep, basically. So, you know. All the fun stuff. But we were there and they were also doing <laughs> an invited an invited walkthrough mm. that people could like pay a fee and like come and walk through kind of with us and then do their own tour and then they would leave and then we finished filming. Yeah. So we did that for the first half and that was really silly. And they put us in like one of the back rooms and we did like a spirit box session with the whole group there. And the guy running it was like, did you hear that? He said this, he said that. And I was like, I don't hear anything. I, yeah, I'm... And the creepiest thing about this museum, number one, the museum is fantastic. I great. The best thing about being there were all the moments when we were not in dark and lockdown and we had the lights on and we, people were just sort of roaming in between takes and gathering their bearings. And I was able to actually go through and look at everything. And actually, and you know, I fucking was going through and reading everything. It was amazing. But the scariest part about that museum was that they do have a murderer alcove and that's where they keep – they've got multiple John Wayne Gacy paintings that he's painted. They have a full life-size fucking wax figure of him in the corner too, nice. which is scary Terrifying. as fuck. Terrifying. Does clown paint on? Yes. It's, it's in the full clown costume, of course. Um, they also have, you know, writings from him. They have writings from other serial killers, mass murderers. And just walking into that little alcove and being around all of that stuff is the eeriest feeling ever. Just knowing that, like, someone who did such horrible, awful things touched and created something that you're standing, like, less than a foot away. It was crazy. It was such an eerie fucking room. So when we finally went into lockdown and it was just us, they pulled us apart one by one and we went – I know, right? And we went to, like, one of the back areas and we did, like, an EMF reading which is electromagnetic field. Right. Um, and we did it. I had to go. <laughs> I had to go into that little alcove in the dark and do an EMF reading throughout that whole room. Nothing happened. <laughs> and then I had to sit there in the dark in that room and ask questions for EVPs. And I didn't get anything. One of the girls with me though said when she went back, she felt something like push on her arm, like push her arm down and touch her arm. Whatever, take that as you will. Um, <laughs> But the one thing that did happen was we were sitting in the main room and they did another spirit box session with the woman who was running it. And this woman is a self-proclaimed, I'm probably going to get this wrong, so totally forgive me, but she's like a self-proclaimed witch, like psychic reader. She calls herself a madam and she reads you. I know. Um, not that kind, but she, but she reads you without like cards or really asking questions or anything. She just, that bitch just reads you straight up. She just reads you for filth. Um, and I'm pretty sure that was part of the audition process. That's another story. Letting her read you. Yeah, girl. I told you anyways, and that's a whole nother long story about that audition. Me having to go into that room in the dark and sit there in the dark. Okay, great. Okay. So we're sitting there and it's me, two other girls and her, and she turns on the spirit box, which a spirit box is a radio that cycles through frequencies, for those who don't know, cycles through frequencies really quickly, trying yeah, to pick up on any dead like, air. I picked up on that earlier, I learned what that was earlier today. But yes, I like you explaining yeah. it for the, for the listeners. So yeah, it's a, it's a box that runs through uh, channels of radio frequency super quickly, looking for any sort of dead air. And then if something comes, you know... Entities can be able to apparently communicate to you through these radio frequencies and pick it up. And the voices that you hear that are supposed to be spirit voices sound distinctly different than like the snippets of radio radio that you get when you get actual frequency. Yeah, it's basically like if your radio is on scan, but it's on each channel like a quarter of a second. So like Like it switches through them really quickly, right? Mm -hmm. So the voice is more distinct than supposedly like the snippets of voice that you hear on each channel like coming together. Yeah. So she 
we had the spirit box going and she went through and like asked it a question for each of us or like, do you have something to say for the girl to the left of me? And I can't remember what it said. And then, because oh, it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> but when it got to me, it was like, ooh, girl, she done that already done half hers. Girl, yeah, there was just one thing that happened where it, she was like, do you have anything for Sarah? Do you have anything to say to Sarah? And it just went regret. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. I'm not kidding. Sarah, I know. Oh my God. And I was like, is this a therapy You're like, session? You're damn, bitch. Right? How dare you? I thought she was the one that was supposed to read me. Right? <laughs> Girl, that was the only thing that happened that night that made my hair stand on end. Where I was just like, you were like, ghost, who told you? What no, are you doing? What are you doing right now? I do regret. I regret coming here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right you're just like that's my only regret is talking to your ass bitch why are right? you talking to me Get like that here. move on to the next girl move on to the next girl and <laughs> oh, then apparently it said something else but i didn't hear it because right you were like at that I was point like, like regret you right i'm shut not talking down. to you shut down <laughs> How do you don't know my life you don't know me don't get know away from here do. bitch <laughs> let go like god <laughs> won't he do it won't he do it <laughs> So, anyways, that was my night, and uh, <clears throat> then we finished by what? I don't even remember what else we did. Not, we filmed like some opening sequences outside of us walking towards the camera, and then like <laughs> doing an intro. In we we're your, here in at your the provocative Dime Museum, outfits. which wasn't really that provocative. It was just like a tank top, just right. Stupid. But compared to old timey ghosts who were like, "I can see your shoulders, you harlot." Oh my God, you're a whore. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> Bring I, me those slutty ankles. I got a nickel for you. Come <laughs> no, here twice dime. and you can go to the dime museum. <laughs> you got to let me finish. Bring it That's back what around. he said. Bring it back. <laughs> That's what she said. She said you let Both. me finish. Both. <laughs> that was my night there. We finished filming that stuff and I ended up leaving Gettysburg around two o'clock in the morning and made the drive back to, back to Philadelphia because I be damned I was not staying the night over there. Right. That no, was crazy. That. Um, so, yeah, I got, like, two Red Bulls and got in the car and went home after being up all day and then staying up and filming, which filming is not an exciting process. You're just it's sitting so... around waiting for most of the time. Right. Like, you think you think but it sounds so glamorous, but it's, it's a not... lot of hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. It's like tech, but that's all that you're doing. But the positive part was that I got to experience this museum, and this museum is fantastic, and I plan on going to Gettysburg soon, and I want to go back to this museum again because this is their final season. Oh. Yeah. I just found that out when I was doing research on it, that this is their final season. They're going to be closing after November 17th. Oh, jeez. I know. So they're open until November 17th. They're open on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. basic hours. In Gettysburg. In Gettysburg. Again, it's the Gettysburg Dime Museum. I'll make sure to add links to their Facebook and their webpage. Please, if you get a chance, go Check them patron, out. you know, go give them. This is your last go chance. see it. It's your last chance. It's some really great stuff. It's only $7 for adults. Like, come on, guys. Seven, that's a beer. Go see this museum instead. That is a shit. Like, you're going to spend hours in there. It's so great. Seven museum for adults, $5 for kids, 12 and under. Definitely bring your kids. They're going to eat it. Oh. Scare the shit out of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's the best. And go go check them out before they leave. Because I, I was really sad when I saw that they were leaving because I feel like I've talked to a lot of people about this experience of being doing this pilot, but mainly because... This location was so fascinating with yeah. everything that they've this guy has curated over the years. Also, after their closing, they will be selling and auctioning off any artifact that was not donated or personally owned. So I'm gonna be keeping an eye out. I was gonna say you're trying to buy that John Wayne Gacy painting. No, girl, no, <laughs> fuck that. I'm trying to buy that big old John Wayne Gacy mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real lonely. I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to bring that home every look at that guy every night. <laughs> uh, no, I definitely want that mummified demon. Yeah. So if I could get that in the house, because that's real. Because <laughs> I want that head full of tea. I have because you know Sawyer would want it. <laughs> he drinks a lot of tea. He he's our he's tea. our tea loving roommate. So with that, I'll leave that saying. Please go, please visit this museum if you are in the area and get a chance to go to Gettysburg. Otherwise, I'll leave it at this. Uh, the Gettysburg. This is from their website. The Gettysburg Dime Museum's primary goal is to entertain, not educate. If you look. <laughs> They're like we're gonna we're gonna have a good not time. Done. You're not gonna learn anything. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I gotta start over. 
The Gettysburg Dime Museum's primary goal is to entertain, not educate. If you learn anything, it's your own fault. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's the Gettysburg Dime Museum. I was really excited about it. Thank you. Please go see it sometime. That's cool. That was, that was fascinating. That was and good. it might be haunted, but it's probably not. <laughs> Believe it or not. Why not? Who knows? Who knows? It's up for you to decide. It's not our place to educate you. <laughs> if you learn something, that's your own fault. That's your own damn fault. <laughs> uh, um, we don't want you learning things. That's how I feel about the public school system. <clears throat> Ain't it the truth? If you learned something, it's your own, it's your own damn fault. fault. Um, well, I did research today uh, on Fort Mifflin, which is also in Philadelphia. It's out near the airport. And it also makes me laugh because of Dunder Mifflin, which is, I know you're, you like that. What is that? So Fort Mifflin was <laughs> uh, It was built by the British in 1771, and it was used in the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World War One, and World War Two. So, Those are the big four. Those are the big four. Let's see. And I wrote, and beyond, because that was what it said. So they fought off the British Navy while Washington crossed the Delaware to Valley Forge, um, which is a famous painting, you know, where he's on the boat. And he's like, that way. It's also a famous thing that happened. Right. It's very important, right? <sighs> Tell us about it, Sarah. No, I, girl, I don't yeah, know. I, I know you I don't know. I studied Texas history. I know you don't know, so shut up. Anyway. Texas didn't worry about American history. We only studied our own history, girl. But So you remember the Alamo. You never forget the Alamo. <laughs> so. Blasphemy. Um, I hear it's a great place to watch movies. It's not a draft house. Um, that's You got it. So uh, Washington crossed the Delaware. <laughs> to Valley Forge um, with the aid of Fort Mifflin because they fought off the British with 400 men. For six weeks in the fall of 1777, Fort Mifflin and Fort Mercer, which is across the river in New Jersey, quote, frustrated the British fleet (laughs) who were trying to get supplies to their men in Philadelphia. So the two forts basically are across from each other in the river, um, uh, the Delaware River, and the British fleet was trying to come in and they spent days just like Chucking like rocks at him. Right. <laughs> Chucking rocks. Shooting some cannons. You know, just yelling. Get insults. out of here. Right. <laughs> Get out of here, British. It was basically that scene from Monty Python. Right. <laughs> Did they throw a cow at them? Something like that, right? And they were telling them that their that their mother was a hamster and their father smelled of elderberries. So they, because that's how they frustrated them. <laughs> so, Leave me um, alone, or I shall taunt you a second time. So they, you know, tried to keep them at bay for a while. Which, by the way, I have a lot more about the history of the place than the ghosts. But you have to again understand like the history of the place. Like, we'll get on with that. Oh, shut up! I am anyway. So. <laughs> So uh, eventually the British did get through to their men in Philadelphia in the early morning hours of November 10th, 19, or 19. I specifically wrote out 1777 and not just 77. So I didn't say 19, but I still did. Anyway, November 10th, 1777, um, the British succeeded and began the largest bombardment in the Revolutionary War. So once they got through and got to their men, they were able to give them, I want to say reimbursements. <laughs> That's not the word. <laughs> reimbursements. They were giving them Eric's like, no. Like, they were big, dealing no, with no, expense reports. Yes. They, were. <laughs> they submitted receipts through Concur. Um, <laughs> so, um, so the British succeeded. Uh, and from there, they began the largest bombardment in the Revolutionary War. So French major Francois de Fleury. Uh, was what it was that? Francois de Fleury. One more time for the people Francois in the back. de Fleury. Okay. Uh, was an engineer and a, quote, tireless worker who helped the Americans to repair the fort. And they were working, like, night and day to get the fort, like, back to uh, what it was. <laughs> but then five days later, November 15th, 1777, the British returned with the Vigilant and the Fury, which were the two, uh, those give you fucking ideas right there, which were the two, like, lead ships of their fleet. That was the name of the s- fleet? I thought that was just, like, their intention, like, their action <laughs> they objective. with the Vigilant, vigilant and the and Fury. Fury. Um, no, those are the names of, like, the two head ships mm. of the British Navy, were the Vigilant and the Fury, with 19 cannons up the back channel to the west side of Fort Mifflin. In the main channel, three ships with 158 cannons between them anchored directly offshore and three additional ships to the east with 51 cannons. Fort Mifflin was armed with 10 cannons. 
So, hey, you know what? The Eagles won the Super Bowl. They sure did. They sure did. We're an underdog city. We bring it back around. This is not an example of that. Oh. So the <laughs> spoiler alert. It is and it isn't. Actually, this is this actually the story is a perfect example of Philadelphian spirit. Let me let me finish it. So the British soldiers, by the end of it, the British soldiers um in the vigilant were climbing the crow's nests and just fucking throwing of grenades. Of course they were. The yep. Like, they were just like, fuck this place. So it was pretty clear that they had been defeated, right? Classic Philadelphia style. In the middle of the night, Major Simeon, uh, was a Simeon Thayer, uh, they muffled their oars to their boats. They set Fort Mifflin on fire. <laughs> the flag's still flying. And they got in their boats across the Delaware to Fort Mercer. <laughs> So the Americans burned down their own fort. They were like, oh, you, you, British, you want this? You want this? You want this? Well, Come and get welcome it. Welcome to Philly. <laughs> they <laughs> set it on fire well, and bro. left for Fort Mercer across the river, which I just thought was so, so amazing. Philly. Yeah, I was like, that's so Philly. I love so it. Philly. So that was all the stuff during the Revolutionary War, right? So in 1863... This is during the Civil War. It was converted to a military prison, and this held Confederate prisoners of war, Union soldiers who were being held for violations of military conduct, desertion, insubordination, and dereliction of duty. And some you can sub- derelict my balls. My duty. You can <laughs> derelict my balls, Capitan. Um, I was just telling my sister how great Zoolander is because she's never seen it, and I was what? like, Girl, I know, I know." So, 1863. Civil or Civil War, military prison, um, Confederate POWs, Union soldiers, civilians, and they were subjected to um, whippings. <laughs> it looks like it says bra ideas, but I'm positive that that's not what it says. <laughs> they made them wear bras, or they made them design bras. But anyway, brandings—that's what it is. Whippings, brandings, bra ideas, bra ideas, branding, and hanging by the thumbs, which I didn't know was a thing, and I'm curious to learn more. Do they just—they just hang you? Right, I'm not sure. Only by your thumbs? I'm not sure. Your whole body? Because that's not going to last long. Exactly, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm not. That's like—I would give him maybe like a. Two hours, right? Before but then you at the totally same time, like, you don't you don't die from that. Like you do, no, so that's a method you just want to die, like, right? Because like ah, oh, my thumb. That would <laughs> fuck up your whole hand. Oh, all right. <laughs> so one of the most famous prisoners, which I'd never heard of him, but one of the most famous prisoners of, um, of Fort Mifflin was William H. Howe from. Oh, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> you don't know who he is. Um, from Perkiomen. Pennsylvania? I won't repeat that because I'm positive I'm not saying it right. He was from the 116th Pennsylvania Volunteer Regiment. In 1862, suffering from, quote, inflammation of the bowels, he left his regiment in Virginia and returned home to Pennsylvania. He was He's like, like, my tummy hurts. Yep. And he just went, went back to Pennsylvania, like left his duty. You got, yeah, yeah that's left his problem. duty, came home to his duty. Maybe he couldn't leave his duty well, and that's why he had to go home. <laughs> exactly. Uh, This was on June 21st, 1863. Three officers came uh, to retrieve him. And in the, like, ensuing fight, there was a a shootout, and he killed Abraham Bertolet, who I believe was also his commanding officer. Uh, He wounded, he died from a fatal chest wound. Uh, Howe was arrested for desertion and now for murder, too. <laughs> they, were, they, were just, they were just coming for him for desertion. But then he now shot he that guy, that so dude. now he's also there for murder. Um, so both. He was found guilty, uh, believe it or not. What? And really? Even for murdering that guy? He was sentenced to death by hanging. I think regular hanging, hanging by not the by the thumbs. <laughs> Um, he was held in an underground cell, which was called Casemate 11. He was executed August 26, 1864. He's the only prisoner known to be executed during the Civil War. Um, Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I mean, one. I think there. I don't know if that's like ever. Oh, okay. <laughs> like at the prison. Diseases like typhoid and dysentery affected prisoners and guards alike. Yeah, I bet. Um, There was a moat that was clogged with rotten vegetable matter. Union and Confederate soldiers, a total of like 56,000 people died of these things out of like the 260,000 people that stayed there. (laughs) So it's like more than a quarter of the people who stayed there. Um, Mostly due to unsanitary conditions, uh, overcrowding, and a lack of adequate food and water. Uh, That's how most of the people died. So there was that. I'm trying to read my handwriting here. Oh, it was turned into a national historic site in 1915. Okay. But then World War I happened. (laughs) 
so during World War One, it was used as an ammunition depot. Uh, when the war ended, they still had a bunch of ammunition kept there. And the people of Philadelphia were like, we'd really like there to not be this huge stockpile of ammunition right outside the city, please. Yeah, don't leave it with us. Right? <laughs> we're Philadelphia. We're the worst Please people. take away all that stuff. And so in 1929, uh, a newspaper had called it a, quote, ever-present menace to the city. The Navy distributed the ammunition. Fort Mifflin was once again entered into a state of inaction. Then in World War II, <laughs> became an ammunition depot again okay. and uh, had a lot of anti-aircraft guns. In 1954, the government decommissioned the fort uh, after 183 years of service and named the uh, it was named again a National Historic Landmark in 1970. And the city of Philadelphia took over ownership November 14, 1962. In the 60s and 70s, oversight changed between local volunteers and uh, the city. In 1986, the nonprofit Fort Mifflin of Delaware kind of foundation formed, and it's <laughs> they pitch it as the fort that saved America. What? <laughs> because, Why? Because of their you know valiant efforts to fight off the British in the Revolutionary War. The vigilant and the fury. Right, the vigilant and the fury. Today, they do guided tours, uh, living history, or sorry, living history programs, a wide variety of events like group tours, education programs, historic reenactments, scout programs, and paranormal investigations. Ooh. Um, they do candlelit ghost tours. Candlelit. I know, right? <laughs> so then I have a little bit here about the ghosts. All right, get to the ghosts. Girl, I'm getting there. I'm sorry. I just need some ghosts. So. You heard uh, it was used for a long time. There are tons of soldier ghosts. So those are like the first ones, right? Who cares about soldier ghosts? We live in Pennsylvania. They're all over the place. (laughs) So there were tons of soldiers that died there because of the various numbers of wars that were fought. Right. So ghosts, right? So then the two famous ghosts, the two most famous ghosts are the Faceless Man. The Faceless Man is thought to be a war criminal held there during the Civil War. William Howe, the guy who shot his superior officer. He is often visible passing in the shadows, but his face is never visible. So you always see him kind of like going from one shadow to another, but But you you never see his face, right? You just see see him, right? But you see him going from one shadow um, to another shadow. Does he like not have any, like, does he look up and there's no features or is it just like he's at an angle? Well, it's believed that the reason for that is because when someone was executed, they had a black cloth over their face. So it's believed that his face is like shrouded because it was like his execution shroud. Oh, Um, interesting. So then there's uh, the screaming lady. Wait, cell block 12? <laughs> the screw oh my god <laughs> the banshees oh god that was so scary um, so anyway so there's the screaming lady but the screaming lady could be one of two people okay because these two ladies both had something awful happen to them so. Is they're, they're both two separate people they're just trolling the shit out of all of us <laughs> they're both the screaming they're lady on so this is the most famous ghost of Oh my god, Fort Mifflin! <laughs> right, I was like, "What am I talking about?" This is the most famous ghost of Fort Mifflin, but you never see it. You only hear the screaming lady. Okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. So she could be two people. She could be Elizabeth Pratt, who Elizabeth Pratt disowned her daughter who had taken up with a soldier, which at the time was like, "Oh my god, they you don't, don't do that, know. right?" That's a big deal. So when her daughter was like, "I'm gonna marry him, Ma," her she was like, "You <laughs> get Daddy, out of my I house." Love And I don't care if I never see you again. And then her daughter died of dysentery very shortly after. And Mm. so in her grief, she hung herself, took her own life. So she could be the screaming lady. The other possible lady who's the screaming lady is Frances Webster. She had two daughters, Fanny and Emily. Both of them came down with yellow fever and died. And so she also is a lady who died in tremendous grief. Did she hang herself? It doesn't say how. I didn't hear how she died. But you can hear um, children laughing is another common sound. So it's thought that, like, those are her children and she's, like, wailing because, like, she lost. She them. can't get to her kids. So what does the screaming lady sound like? Just... When does she – I mean, like, what are ah! – what when, when do I they – No, I don't – I know what a <laughs> so screaming, like a screaming lady, lady sounds like. 
But I mean, like, where do they hear her? Is it like an echo? Like, is is there any account of like they hear her like crying through the halls? And they just hear like, like a like a wailing. wailing, right? Like a sad like, and they all say it's like horrifying, like really scary. Oof. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sounds awful. To this day, the police still get calls very often from people saying that they hear screaming in Fort Mifflin. Oh, yeah, girl. (laughs) To this day. There are gunpowder magazines. Those, like, places where they used to keep the gunpowder. There's (laughs) there's a guy. uh, I meant to bring him up um, after to talk about the gunpowder thing. So there's a guy. His name is Mike Kalachek. And I'm going to find the videos I saw of him talking. (laughs) But basically, one of while I was doing my research, one of the things that I found was, like, Actually, from like the Philly news, where they were like, "Oh, here's like some interesting things about Fort Mifflin," and they're talking to a guy who's like, he's like a volunteer tour guide <laughs> at Fort Mifflin, and he's probably like in his sixties, like retired, but he's like in <laughs> Revolutionary War garb, and he just has like the best Philadelphia accent, oh. and I can't, I can't do it, so I'm like, I've got to include oh, links, but he's just so great, and I just like him telling his personal anecdotes, and none <laughs> of them are particularly scary. I'm just like, you're funny, like I just like you a lot. But he's been a volunteer guide there for 15 years. He has uh, personal stories. I said Philly accent. Uh, haven't stayed in Fort... Oh, he so he told like personal stories of like one time he stayed and he couldn't get this door to stay closed, which that's the blacksmith ghost. That's the other ghost I have to talk about. Jacob the blacksmith, who um, he often argued with his commander about keeping the back door of his shop open because it got so hot from all the flames and he always got in trouble for it. He died. But to this day, employees cannot keep that door shut. No Mm. matter how they shut it, no matter how they lock it, that door always comes back open. So it's thought to be the blacksmith. Right. Open that door. He cursed it. So he says he stayed there. He's been volunteering there for 15 years. And he stayed there one night and that door kept opening and it just really freaked him out. And he's like, I'm never staying here again. This place is haunted. And you're like, okay, Mike. Right. Um, I was Philly. um, So he said he was giving a tour to a fifth grade class in the gunpowder magazines. And when they have young children there, they don't talk about ghosts. They Mm -hmm. just talk about the history of the place and like what it was used for and that kind of stuff. So he's giving a tour to a fifth grade class. And at the end of the tour, when the class was leaving, a little boy came up to him to talk about someone else that he saw who was dressed. He was like, he was dressed like you, like dressed like as a revolutionary soldier. And he's like, there is no money else here dressed like me there's nobody and he's like yeah i saw somebody so mike is like that kid saw a ghost and he doesn't know that it's wanted because i didn't tell him about ghosts we only talk <laughs> about the history of the place i can't do his accent <laughs> like, um but, <laughs> but that was enough to convince mike right was he was mike like mike was like i'm sold it's haunted. i stayed the night i couldn't keep the door shut the kid said he saw somebody dressed like me I i'm never that. i'm never staying there overnight again so so there's that and he's delightful and then of course there is also a ghost tour guide who um who is probably who this kid saw who um you think that he's a tour guide because he's dressed in revolutionary garb and he'll show you around a little bit and then he just disappears because Wait, he what? actually died no. in the siege of seventeen seventy seven. He interacts with people? Like he'll show you around, but then you're like, Where the fuck? And they're like, Who are you talking about? There was nobody here. And he's a he's a ghost what do you mean, tour guide. Though? Like he'll walk up and be like, "This is this, right, this like, is that." <laughs> yes, flounder. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he'll just show you around. You think he's just one of the tour guides, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, he showed me around." And they're like, "Wait, who?" And then he's not there anymore because he's actually a ghost. So yeah, so those are the ghosts. I'm just still hold on. I'm still on ghost tour guide interacting with you. You just glossed over for a second. So <laughs> because I don't know how much validity I put into that one. Oh, I'm just still really. So I'm like, so did he walk up? Were they like, this guy doesn't have feet. He's floating. I could if I tried to touch him, it went through. I'm cold. I just imagine Where it's like all the times they're like, yeah, Scotty helped me out, and they're like, who? There's nobody here named Scotty. Scotty and Scott, died they turn three and like, years ago. right, exactly. Scotty like disappears into. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Daddy's dead. Uh, Scotty doesn't know. He doesn't. It's just like the six. Daddy. Which also dead. took place in Philadelphia. Just like, yeah. Because so is that everything about Fort Mifflin? Yes. That's ending a, on the ghost tour guide? Yes. Ending on the ghost tour guide. That's everything. Can I have you about go Fort on a tour there and request the ghost tour guide? Oh my God. I wish. Uh, yeah, I'd like to have Scotty, please. And you can have candlelit tours and you have guided tours and this, that, and the mm, other. Candlelit but tours. yeah, I would also like to request. The go- can I have the ghost? Can I have the around? ghost? Is that an around? option? Um, 
Is there any evidence or anything from this place? There have been various ghost hunting shows that have oh. been there. And they're like, the, the door spirit, doesn't the stay spirit closed. The box was like, go away. And the spirit box was like, tune in next week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the spirit box was like, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> All right, for You get a whole seat, but you only need the edge. You're on the edge of your seat. Yeah, you I got, got it. it. Okay. I got it. <laughs> So, yeah, so that was delightful. Yay, Fort Mifflin. Yay, Gettysburg. Dime. Gettysburg. Dime Museum. Museum. Go check it out before it closes. I'm really sad. I honestly am like, I want to go do a weekend in Gettysburg before they close and go see it again because I love that shit. And I don't think Fort Mifflin's going anywhere, so you can go there whenever. But Gettysburg yeah, Fort is like on, a, on like a time I know. sensitive. I know. So go when you can. We'll definitely provide links to both locations in all of the show notes and on all of our social media. Yeah. Um, and, of course, as always, if you guys have any, if you want to reach out, if you want to give us feedback, or yes. if you have any personal anecdotes and you want to contribute to the show. Um, if you have a ghost sexual encounter, please. If you ever have sex with a ghost. Or you know someone who has, please pass our information on to them. Um, so um, that would be dead time stories, mm. all one word, ending with a Z, uh, at gmail.com. But we are also dead time stories on Twitter, mm. on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Um, yeah, so we don't have a website yet. We gotta work we on don't that. have a website. It'll probably be a little store. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But mm-hmm. um, taking it one step at a time. Hey, we're recording in like a legit area I right know. now. We so haven't we even, really have we haven't even posted it yet, and we've already like we've upped already... our our game a little bit. So I'm pretty excited for us. So I'm just gonna put it out there that uh maybe in a month we'll be sponsored by HelloFresh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A product because we, we both use, use it right. and we both love it and we get so many other people on board to use so it too. So hello right, fresh. yeah, it's like we've given a lot. Of, we've gotten a lot of people on board, and so um, we didn't even have the podcast to help us with that. So just right. imagine the that work that we could do for you. Volition, so HelloFresh, we're here. Please contact us. Deadtime stories at gmail.com. Maybe there'll be a recipe um, with ghost peppers. Anyone else who wants to reach out to us, please, uh, anything you have to say, or if you want us to potentially plug something. Anyways, that's getting yes, too far ahead. Did, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you made it this far, thank you. I'm, that's Stephanie. Well, that's what? Where did you want to go with that? <laughs> right. I was like, are you going to be like, I'm Sarah. How do we end? Is that what we do? That was Stephanie. That's Sarah. And this, this is, is Dead, Dead Time, Time Stories. Stories. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Curtison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 